All right, let's get this clown car moving in three, two. Monday, November 14th, 2022. It's me, it's me, it's your favorite PhD that ain't using his degree. It's Dr. Goose live and fresh off a one, one in one week. I have three very special people on the line. First, the one that you know and love, Mr. Mr. Fermi. Welcome back to your Anonymous Gamblers podcast. Thanks, Goose. Another average week, three and three for me this week. Boy, Fermi sounds deflated. Let's bring a little energy into the room. Back for his Maction podcast, Mr. Mr. Big Cat, how are you? I, I was, I was, I'm so happy because we're on Maction, but I'm also sad because we just got started and it's almost over. And finally, the one that you know and sometimes love and sometimes feel like you have to throw outs, Mr. Zans, welcome back to your Maction podcast. You know, I predicted a five and two week. We had a five and two week. Now, it was a roller coaster. I'm going to have an analogy here. We started 4 0, guns blazing, hot and heavy. And then we got a little tired the next night, maybe a little sweaty, and ended up just falling out, which for anybody wondering at home is a lot like making love to me. Mm. It's the same way. And uh, But we're happy with the performance. Very profitable for the listeners and ourselves, and we're ready to run it back. Well, once we get all those women to wake up from passing out and fainting, we're going to have some picks here for you, everyone. So, ladies, come on back in. Don't leave us now. So, we have a really interesting week of action ahead of us. A couple teams are looking to get bowl eligible. A couple teams are on their way trying to get into uh, the MAC championship here. So, let's get after it right now. For tomorrow night, two beautiful games. Bowling Green getting 15 and a half. Over-under is 50 and a half at Toledo. And then the second game, Ohio, minus three and a half. Over-under 54 and a half at Ball State. Ball State and Bowling Green looking to get bowl eligible. Mr. Big Cat, what are we thinking? Well, you know, when you look at this game, 15 and a half seems like a big number. So you've seen, wow, Bowling Green's got potential. Bowling Green got absolutely shattered against Kent State at home. Um, when you look at the MAC, what happens is a lot of times these teams lose very early in the year. So teams top of the division are like five and five. Well, Toledo actually has a legit record. They're seven and three, five and one overall. Um, last week was a survival uh, of the fittest, and they actually outlasted Ball State. Um, in a call that we uh, appropriately predicted, um, you know, Toledo's going to the championship game and you might be thinking, hey, what are they going to play for? They're going to play to absolutely throttle Bowling Green. Um, and as, as uh, CZ's going to tell you, it, it, that's probably going to happen. Yeah, I mean, 15 and a half is an absolute mile, especially in the MAC. But when you look at all of the metrics about this game, the players involved, and kind of throughout the circumstance, I think when it's the last week of the season, you can talk about who's coasting, who's playing hard. This is we're not there yet. I mean, this is still a legitimate game. Toledo's got to get some of their balance issues right on offense. So our pick here is Toledo to cover the spread of 15 and a half. They've been phenomenal at home. They have the best pass defense in the MAC, one of the best in the country. And the only thing Bowling Green can do right here or there 
is have old McDonald chuck it around a little bit. They cannot run the ball, which is Toledo's only vulnerability. So there's no really opportunity to move the ball there on their side. I mean, in the last two games, Bowling Green scored six and nine points. And that's not the kind of 69 we like here on the Maction Podcast. Just absolutely awful. Take Toledo, give the points, and it could get uglier than even the spread. Fermi, are you hurt that they're going against your boy, old McDonald? No, I, I can't be. Um, but I will tell you that, so, I mean, I agree with the pick. I actually like the over a little bit more. Um, the reason, I, I do think Toledo's going to sort of drop the hammer. The lowest total they had at home this year was 28. They had 37, 38, a couple games in the 50s. They're going to score. They're going to put up a lot of points. Um, but I do think Bowling Green scores a couple late, and I think 50 is a low number. Um, I saw it at 50. You said 50 and a half, but I, I like that over uh, what, at that number. What about this Ohio Ball State guy uh, game, guys, gentlemen? You know, if there's anything that I think that would be in play almost off the immediate way, it'd have to be the over in this game. Uh, not so fast, my friend. Um, you know, one of the things you got, you, you're looking at Curtis with a K um, with Ohio, chucking the ball around. He, he spread it around. I, I think I saw this stat today where – He's got four players going over 480 yards receiving. Like, that's pretty incredible to think about um, this year. He's got over 3,000 yards. You're probably thinking points, points, points. You got um, C.A. Bangura. He's got 640 yards and eight TDs this year, five yards of carry. But what, is balls, or what does a Ball State do really well? They run the ball. They run the ball a lot. Um, if you looked last week, I think people are salivating. I think some some members of this podcast are salivating at that over against Toledo. They didn't actually get there because of, they controlled the ball. Um, I think they will, you know, it, it all depends on how they get started. But I think this is going to be one of those back and forth, ugly action games. And I think the under is very much in play. Big Zans? Yeah, not so fast, my friend. Uh, we like under 55 here. I'll tell you why. You know, anything to keep Curtis work off the field. And he, he's probably going to get a Heisman vote or two. And he should, he's been incredible. But again, what can ball state do two things? They defend the pass. They've got a corner. It could be a third day draft pick. They can kind of stall out some drives, maybe even shut down one side of the field and they can run the hell out of well. Carson Steele had a, an incredible game. It's the first time I've seen them in person. The man's got a flowing gold mullet. It's just a beautiful thing, a sight to behold. Definitely going into porn because he won't get drafted uh, appropriately named at that. But if they can control the clock and Carson runs for, you know, three yards, four yards, three yards, you know, Ohio's not going to get on the field. And we've been picking the Boobcats for two weeks now and have hit both of those bets. And we thought about it again here. And the one thing you should know about Maction is nobody's good enough to string together three good games in a row. So they may win. We don't want to touch the line, but I think under 55 here in terms of ball control, you know, the best passing offense going up against the second best passing defense is really something to to look at. And uh, we hate unders just as much as you do, Dr. Goose, but, but it's our pick today. I mean, Steele was amazing in that game for me. I don't know how much you watched that, but he, he, he is explosive for sure. That's the one thing that I would think lends itself to the over because I don't know if, if Ohio is going to be able to contain them the entire time. Well, I will say seven of the last games for Ball State have ended in under. Um, it's quite the opposite on the other side. Ohio has had seven of ten overs this year. So um, clash of styles like they talked about. 
I'm probably not going to touch this one. My lean was going to be Ohio minus three and a half because it's a must win for them to hold a game lead in the East over Buffalo and Bowling Green. But I'm probably not touching this one. Eastern Michigan, six and four, getting seven and a half at Kent State, who's sitting at four and six. Over under is 61 and a half. Kent State with that just murderer's row to start the season off. Don't know if they've maybe uh, uh, petered off a little bit and fallen down big cap, but two games away from bowl eligibility at home against Eastern Michigan. Can they pull it off? Um, I, I think they, they can pull it off, but we're, we're probably not going to, um, you know, not to dig into the bonus bag just yet. Let's start out with the, uh, with the over. Um, here's an interesting stat on Eastern Michigan. They've generated 33 points in their three road games this year on the road. Um, that, I mean, they, you know, Penn State ranks 121st in pass defense and 83 against the run. So EMU is going to move the ball. Kent State's not going to stop them. But then when you look at Kent State offensively, they're clicking. Um, they have 30 points in three of their last four, and they scored 40 at um, Bowling Green last week. Um, you know, I think that the golden flashes are scoring points. The Eagles are scoring points, and this is going to be an old-fashioned shootout. Zans? Yeah, I concur. I've got uh, the most recent line at 61 and a half. Uh, we like the over there. It seems like a big number, but these are both top offenses and bottom defenses. So that typically aligns. I mean, Colin Schley at QB is certainly throwing it around. I've got two wide receivers from EMU that I like. Uh, Devontae Walker, Texas Ranger, and Deshaun Pokemon cards, which I happen to be buying a lot of lately. Don't tell my wife. Um, but... You know, they can move it. And the other pick with this game is Kent State, seven and a half. That is something we're also taking for them to cover that. Because like you said, they're running towards that bowl eligibility. They're kind of hot right now. And I'll give you a stat. Big Cat mentioned 33 points a game average for EMU on the road. They're three and three in conference. They're three and oh on the road, oh and three at home. So this is a road game. They're three and oh on the road already. Nobody's gone undefeated on the road in the MAC since the Bush administration. Um, and speaking of Bush, there's a lot of it in Eastern Michigan. So no wonder they won't want to play on the road. <laughs> we don't like that here. They're going to buck the trend. You know, this is a road game that they will lose. They'll lose it by that more than a touchdown line. So we're going over here with points, 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 and Kent State with the cover. Fermi, can you even address any of that, or are you just going to pass? Are you guys, the only question I have is, is there a weather look here? Because I'm hearing sleet with some uh, 40% chance of participation, precipitation. So I didn't know if that played a factor up in the cold. It could. Um, it's a little colder this week than, you know, the front came across the country. It's just hitting us on the East Coast now. Yep. Uh, Goose, I'm sure you're feeling it today as well. You know, the precipitation was 50-50. You know, the Kent State pick holds okay. over, I guess, is our kind of our bonus pick could be contingent on weather. Check your radars. Check your uh, DFS uh, weatherman on Twitter if you follow those guys. That, that could be important here because if it gets boggy, then uh, you're going to see a lot more sloppy run game and, and that over could be in jeopardy. But if it stays a little clear, they are going to score a lot of points. So, you know, asterisk on that one. Northern, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm sorry. Sorry, Mr. Fermi. No, no problem. Kermit, Kermit chiming in right here. Um, 
Kent State minus seven and a half is what I was leaning towards myself. Um, but I just noticed the weather could could be in play. So go ahead, big cat. There, there's there are bands uh, of sleep they are going to be moving through on Wednesday. Tuesday looks pretty clear, but all the games call for forty percent precipitation. And I mean, the other two games, um, you'd rather watch probably the, the four of us play football instead of those other those other four teams. But um, you know, I, I still think you trust the picks. Um, people overreact to weather. I think it definitely could play a factor, but don't overreact. Yeah, I mean, if anything, just wait to lock in that over in case the line dips to, like, 58, barring weather or something, you know? I have lost control of this podcast with everyone talking about weather. This is unbelievable. Um, <laughs> so much weather. So much weather right now, guys. Come on. Just take the over. Just take it. It matters. Do you prefer I go back to talking about Bush? Move along. <laughs> Miami at Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois minus one and a half. Over under 45 and a half. I mean, ah, oh, jeez. I feel like Rick and Morty. Like, Morty, ah, oh, jeez, man. Uh, this this game's a total pass for me. I mean, Rocky Lombardi's questionable for the 19th straight week. Um, yeah, of course, it would be a little bit of a bump if he played, but I wouldn't expect anything. Um, you know, last week, um, you had Nevin uh, Kremiscoli, who, you know, really kept up with his anemic approach to date. Eight for 17, three picks. Um, they brought in um, uh, Justin Lynch, backup quarterback, and he led him to a game-winning drive. Don't get too excited because – this game's going to be bad. They're going to really – NIU's really going to struggle to move the ball. I mean, the under at 45-and-a-half is incredibly tempting. Um, but I think, you know, Miami, they've underachieved this year, and I think they're actually going to figure it out. And, uh, you know, as their underdogs one-and-a-half, probably taking them money lines where you can get a little, little juice there. Zans? Yep, that's the consensus pick here is going to be the Red Hawks money line. You know, unfortunately, Stritz's only connection to try to get some inside information on Rocky was his only fan subscription to the girls' water polo coach at uh, NIU, and she just had no information for us whatsoever. So I, I went on Rocky's Twitter, and just yesterday, he responded to a video of a little girl who was a big fan of his saying, I'll be back on the field soon. And that doesn't mean this week. If he's saying soon, it's not this week. So he's out again. There's some inside info for you. Um, they've been bad. I mean, Lynch was a little bit of a spark. You know, NIU runs. That's really all they do. And Miami, the Red Hawks have the number one run defense in the MAC, top 20 in the country. So there's there's nothing going to be happening there. I really looked at the under 45 and a half, 46 as a tiny number. If you want to have a double bonus pick, and this won't be solicited or counted, we, we look at the under there. But Red Hawks money line is the official maxing pick. Fun fact about this game: on ESPN, when you look at the scores uh, on the upcoming games, you have a link to buy tickets, and it says you know tickets available as low as X amount of dollars. This game tickets as low as three dollars, and that would be a ripoff. Oh my goodness, Fermi. <laughs> I mean, I I actually like the Red Hawks too, and it's because Brett Gabbard actually looked okay last week. He had three touchdown passes. He only has four on the entire season, so maybe maybe they did find a little something. Um, I like the money the money line Miami. But. Western Michigan three and seven at Central Michigan. Central Michigan Chippewas minus ten and a half over under forty nine and a half. Gentlemen, 
Where, where's our old Pop the Pimpleton? What's going on here? You know, sometimes you got to admit when you're wrong on this Maxim podcast. Uh, CZ and I haven't been wrong that much, but we were wrong on the Chippewas. Um, we doubted their ability to come back. Um, people want to talk about Richardson and the Nichols, but the star last week, Bert Emanuel Jr., who is he? Well, he's a, he's a quarterback, listed as a quarterback. He happened to have 24 carries for 293 yards and three TDs, including like an 87-yarder that really turned the game around against Buffalo. Um, I mean, WMU, the, the, the verdict on them all year, they can't move the ball, they can't move the ball, they couldn't even beat NIU without Rocky. You're telling me they're going to go on the road and beat the Shark? I don't think so. Um, I mean, we're off the board, riding that wave, um, riding the chip was, they might win by 30. Zans. Yeah, you know, my judgment gets clouded because I have such disdain for McIlwain, but I did tease that they had kind of a two-quarterback system going and that their season had turned around since he went to that. It wasn't the two quarterbacks. It was the one he was introducing, old Burton Ernie Emmanuel. 300 yards rushing. He looks, he looks like a young Steve McNair, which is better than looking like an old Steve McNair, obviously. So he's really flourishing, Ooh. you know, in this game plan. They're figuring it out. Uh, and... You know, uh, WMU cannot score like at all. They are terrible on offense, bottom three in every metric I could even find. CMU, actually, you think of them as running around and throwing the rock and getting all these overs. They're top half of the MAC in all the defensive metrics. So they've probably got a few players there and they're, and they're stopping some people. So uh, another big line at, at 11, but we're really liking the cover there as well. CMU's got some momentum. You know, pro style offense now with a running quarterback, uh, and they look unstoppable. Unfortunately, Fermi, hundred percent agree. I really like Emmanuel. I watched this game last week. He is a true freshman. Um, guy is electric. He's only attempted three passes all year, so I do think Western Michigan's going to stack the box and try to contain him. I don't think it matters. He is blazing fast. They're going to be running read options left and right, um, and if, if he makes the right read, he's going to be. Um, pretty tough to stop. So I also like CMU. It's probably my favorite pick of these five games. Uh, anything else, gentlemen? Um, we, we should also add, I know we talked a lot about the weather, um, but, you know, our picks are weatherproof. <laughs> that is a beautiful <laughs> thing. Um, this, any- pod, this podcast needs a weatherman. It really does. We should call we should call uh, bags. I mean, bags legitimately. Yeah, yeah. I, there's this guy. His his last name is Homer. He's actually really good with weather. Uh, he called me while he was on the road. That's why it took me a minute. Um, apparently, left his, he left his phone in the center of the state, so he had to come and get it back. Um, look, I'm gonna give a I'm gonna give a pick right now if I can give that out to everyone. If you want to jump on it, it's an official pick. I'm gonna take Texas Tech plus three and a half. I know this is a action pod. Uh, it's open to three. It went to three and a half. Uh, Tyler Shuck played a lot better this past weekend. I think the running, the rushing attack by Texas Tech is actually underrated. Uh, their their top defensive player is most likely going to be out, but their defense has played better this year. And I just think that Iowa State is incompetent at rushing. They're rushing, averaging about a hundred yards a game, um, and their passing is like two sixty seven, which is not really a lot from years past. They're only putting up 21 points a game. They're giving up 16. Uh, Tech, I just think, has too much on offense and will open them up 
And, uh, you know, Iowa State has caught teams on their way down. Okay. They lost to Texas uh, by three points. They lost to OU by 14. They beat West Virginia at home. And then they went to Oklahoma State and won. I mean, sorry, they lost. They have to win their last two, and that's including TCU. I just don't see that happening. Uh, this is probably their Super Bowl, but I think the Red Raiders can come through. Uh, so give me plus three and a half on Texas Tech. Uh, gentlemen, before we wrap up, any NBA picks that we'd like to throw out there? Um, I, I, I'd i like to go back in time to last night. I want to take Joel Embiid over 58 and a half points. Here's another one for you. Uh, where's it at? Uh, Zans, I have... A 1999 Pokemon Jungle Snorlax, number 27, first edition, PSA grade 10. I need to know how much that's worth. First edition? Yes. Jungle Snorlax, hollow. Interesting. It's not a hologram. It's not the hologram. Not holographic. All right. You're looking at a couple hundred bucks there as opposed to a couple thousand. But still, that's a... That's a beauty. I'd be open to uh, trade you for that and give you some winners. Finally, I <laughs> I think I bought it a couple years ago for like a hundred and fifty dollars, and I think it's definitely gone up in price. I think you have at least doubled, almost tripled your money on that investment. Woo! Do we have two Pokemon closet card collectors on this podcast right now? I would put my five Pokemon on my Game Boy against anyone, anyone. <laughs> I would, I will, I will win. I have a phenomenal Pokemon team, but this is not a Pokemon podcast. This is a picks podcast. Listen, we appreciate the action, guys. We're gonna have a really, really good Thanksgiving week. We've got the World Cup coming up. We talked to the big cat about this and Fred the pharmacist. And Fermi doesn't, Fermi doesn't know anything about the World Cup, but we're gonna figure something out here um, to give you guys some uh, look into the group play here. And we're going to get after it all next week. We're probably going to have a podcast on Thanksgiving morning with everyone. Everyone's going to be looking to be with their families, but we're going to be throwing out picks. So I'm going to throw this out there for Mr. Fermi, for the Big Cat, and for Zans. We appreciate you guys joining us on our Maction podcast on the Anonymous Gamblers Network, where it's only a problem when you're losing. Talk to you guys on Thursday.